Okay, people, I hope you're ready for yet another edition of The Midnight Skeptic. Coming at you on this Wednesday, the 14th of September. Uh, it'll be on YouTube tonight and uh, broadcast out to the unsuspecting world on Sunday the 18th. So let's get right to the play-in music. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, um, as the uh, intro and the music behind it said, uh, my views, although they're the correct views to have for, for everybody, uh, are not necessarily the views of uh, Petaluma Community Access. Uh, but I'm thoroughly convinced that uh, my friends and the people who work down at Petaluma Community Access uh, share most of my views. They just uh, are want to express them in such midnight skeptiness. Okay. Um, I have... Uh, a thing to riff about before I start my shout-outs. Uh, it was asked of me, do you call everybody that disagrees with you a MAGA head? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, it's more than just disagreement. Uh, disagreement means... To me, when I'm having a discussion with a, a, a Republican, I, I, I believe it or not, I do have a few Republican friends and uh, one or two Republican relatives. And when we're discussing things that really should be discussed, you know, the size of the government, the uh, size of the uh, national debt, uh, uh, all of all of those things. Um, what sort of regulations should be imposed upon businesses? Those are the classic uh, conservative Republican talking points. There really is no Republican Party anymore, except for a small handful of uh, what I would call honorable, thoughtful, intelligent Republicans. The rest of them who go around uh, uh, disparaging people in the LGBTQ community or try to get books banned uh, from school districts. Um, those are just MAGA heads. And, you know, I'm living here in California. We That's not a real problem, although... Uh, there have been efforts by MAGA heads to take over some school districts down in the uh, 
uh, Southern California area down around L.A., but it's just not a big deal up here in Northern California. And we do have MAGA-heads in some of the more rural areas of California that uh, are infused with uh, right-wing, non-thinking, well, rural types that you would run across in Alabama or Mississippi. Okay, um, I repeat again, the Midnight Skeptic is proudly woke, W-O-K-E. And I've gone into the origin of that term and how it's been uh, usurped by, uh, oh, geez, uh, I'm having a a brain freeze on this guy that uh, is an advisor to the Republican Party candidates, uh, works for the Manhattan Institute. Um, It'll pop into my head, but I've done a segment on him, and I'm going to do another one in the very near future. Okay, enough of all that. Okay, shout-outs, uh, Anchor.fm um, uh, and Spotify. Thank you both for uh, shooting me all around the world. Uh, and I do have a handful of followers in the uh, EU and uh, New Zealand and Australia, you know, two or three each in those countries. And But I'm most proud of having my three listeners in Canada who listen more or less regularly, I guess. I I don't know. It just, the uh, anchor.fm compendium of listeners um, just mentions three Canada. Okay. And uh, actually one in Russia as well. Okay. Enough of that. International. Uh, Locally, uh, here in Petaluma, Nariman. Cody and Keith, Tom and Nancy, down in Tiburon, Dennis and Megan, and um, in Sebastopol, Rich and Kathy Berger, and Pacifica, Stan and Kathy Gustafson, uh, and then Susan Miller. I'd like to meet her sometime and just see how lefty she really is. According to Stan, she is uh, pretty left-wing and progressive and liberal and Blah, blah, blah. I, could, I consider myself uh, a proud libtard in addition to being woke. Uh, I don't know if any other of my lefty friends appreciate being called libtard, but names are names, and uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, in San Francisco, Yvonne Santos listens every now and then, and down in L.A., Jackie uh, and Wayne Kolar, and then her two daughters, Samantha and Melanie. Uh, every once in a while, they listen in. And uh, back up in Katati, Kevin and Lori, and then over to Sacramento, uh, Dave and Rosie Takach. Um, and then Mickey Huff is uh, up there. And uh, please, uh, if, if you have time, sign up for his uh, Project Censored dot org and just see what all that site has to offer Uh, but the main thing is the newsletter i think it comes out once a week and uh, down in arizona brandon and vicky uh, andrea and tim and uh, they're three little terrorists and their words not mine Okay, Upton, Sonora, Bob and Sandy Fisher and Martha and Brad Fisher. Martha, take care of yourself. Wear your PPE. 
And then uh, Kathy Francis, Daryl Larson, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel, and uh, Tiffany and Jennifer Gleason and their dad, John Gleason. And then down in uh, Mexico City, uh, Rosamalia Lopez Negrete. Uh, she, uh, on, on my Facebook, sends up postings. And um, usually it's in Spanish, and that really taxes my uh, limited Spanish knowledge to try to you know, understand what it is that she's sending. Okay, uh, in Arkansas, Shannon Reed down in Florida, Amelia Beamer, and then Nelson and Alice Lydell, um, Nelson X Sonoraite, um, and uh, in North Carolina in the Raleigh Durham area, Dr. Dave Rubin, and then up to Long Island, Gerland Goldfinger. All right, that's the shout outs. And I hope I didn't take too long doing that. Okay, uh, I promised my thousands and thousands of listeners that I would start out with good news and end with good news and then try to find as uh, many bits of good news as I could. Um, okay, first thing, uh, a Virginia judge dismisses a case brought by MAGA-head Republican politicians to stop bookstores from selling two specific books that were mentioned in this case, uh, stop selling them to minors. Okay, I guess the definition of minors is anybody that's less than 18 years old. Uh, and, of course, you probably guessed which one of the books was mentioned by name. Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. Um, she's um, living up in the Santa Rosa area now, I think, and she's either 32 or 33. I really would like to meet her and have her as a guest on this show uh, to e explain a few things about... Uh, her life growing up here in rural Petaluma and uh, whether she feels honored to have her book, Genderqueer, uh, as the most banned book in 2021. Mm -hmm. Okay, book number two was A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss, M-A-A-S. Uh, that's a new one to me. I have not read it, and this is the first time that I've uh, run across that title. Uh, but I intend to at least you know, get it somewhere to look at it. I, I don't know what it is all about. But, um, you know, Maya Kobabe's uh, book is not pornographic um, and it's kind of uh, in parts uh, a bit heart-wrenching about the trials and tribulations of um, entering adolescence um, and her her parents are quite loving parents and there's uh, just seeking her identity and adolescence is tough enough uh, without having questions about your identity and who you are sexually attracted to, if anybody. And uh, that's what this book is about. 
And uh, please go out and get this. It's a graphic novel, um, so and it's very well done. She got her uh, art degree down in uh, in uh, Dominican College here in San Rafael, just down the street a ways. Okay. All right. Good news. Uh, if this gets results. Okay. This Thursday, well, that's tomorrow. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 14th. But uh, this Thursday, September 15th, uh, the U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Reform. And I'm not sure who's on it. Um, it will hold its next hearing on big oils. Decades of Climate Disinformation. We'll hear from scientists who will provide context for the extreme weather and public health harms that fossil fuel-driven climate change and pollution are causing around the world. Not just in this country, but around the world. Exxon's own scientist warns of this in the late 60s and early 70s. And I mentioned this on a number of shows earlier in the, you know, quote-unquote career of the Midnight Skeptic when I was first starting this show back in uh, 2017. Uh, way back when I started this show, I concentrated uh, mostly on... Uh, the things that the skeptical community concentrate on. Uh, ghosts and crop circles and UFOs, now called UAPs. Um, cryptids, which are these creatures that only a few jerks have ever run across, allegedly like Bigfoot or Chupacabra down in New Mexico and northern Mexico and uh, uh, things, things like that. Uh, oh, psychics and, you know, things that uh, the skeptical community... Um, worries about and uh, you know f fake psychics uh, Susan Gerbic uh, down in uh, the skeptics community down in Monterey uh, she's the one that really sets these traps for uh, fake celebrity psychics that purport to contact the other side uh, anyway uh, that's what I talked about, and I've kind of um, lost interest in those things. Um, what I do talk about occasionally as a skeptic is, um, and I'll be talking about it a little bit in this segment of the Midnight Skeptic, is uh, complementary and alternative medicine. Um, the skeptics community actually in that regard functions as a uh, consumer protection agency and uh, 
the uh, CFI, Center for Inquiry, uh, which is back in Amherst, New York, um, they have a lawsuit that's going on right now um, against Walmart and, um, oh, <laughs> brain freeze time. <laughs> a drugstore chain, CVS. Whew, man, I hate brain freezes, but I get them periodically. Okay, a anyway, Walmart and CVS, who were displaying homeopathic drugs right next to the real FDA-approved drugs. You know, like... You, you, if you were a customer going in there to find some medication for uh, a headache, for instance, well, you'd look at Tylenol and Advil and then something that's probably not very familiar to you right next to them, which is a homeopathic remedy. And I'm telling all my listeners right now, homeopathy, homeopathic medicines are unscientific BS. And I can't say what BS stands for over the air, but you get what I mean. Okay, uh, that's what I concentrated on a little bit later in uh, the career on radio of the Midnight Skeptic. And then I started... Uh, talking more about environmental issues, pollution, and especially uh, CO2 increasing levels in the atmosphere, which in turn heats up the atmosphere, which in turn creates these um, wild heat waves and uh, increased power in hurricanes rising sea levels, and all that sort of thing, which I still like to do occasionally. But since the uh, oh, 2016 election of the uh, orange sociopathic bloat bag, I've been concentrating more and more on uh, the damage to our country that MAGA heads are doing. Um, if and Republicans, Republican MAGA heads, if we let Republican MAGA heads take over our government, I am telling you, it's going to be a horrible dystopia. Um, I might just take off myself, which. I, I'm just blathering. I won't really, but uh, Denmark and Sweden and Norway are just looking better and better. Mm. Okay, I'm off my notes, as you can probably tell yet again. Okay, where was I? Oh, yeah, but I warned um, that Exxon's own scientists uh, presented a paper to the CEO and other executives of Exxon, uh, and they said um, that, you know, all of these fossil fuels that are being burnt are going to cause the atmosphere to warm with all of its uh, attendant 
bad news for the for the whole planet. Well, um, you know that's a whole new thing. This was before uh, Exxon and Mobil merged. Now they're Exxon Mobil, and one of their lying ass CEOs is going to come testify um, tomorrow in front of the. Uh, uh, House Committee on Oversight and Reform, and I'm not sure who um, who the Democratic um, Congress people are that's on this committee. You can just discount the MAGA heads that are on the committee. They will just go through the motions and offer um, puffball questions to all the big oil CEOs that are going to be testifying. Okay, okay. Um, more good news. Okay, sanctuary cities for undocumented, undocumented immigrants have lower crime rates than non-sanctuaries, uh, counties, or cities. Contrary to lies from the MAGA heads, the orange sociopathic bloat bag. You remember when he, in 2000, late 2015, early 2016, I don't remember exactly when he started his campaign. He was in Trump Tower and he came down that escalator and then gave a speech about how Mexico is not sending their best, you know, criminals, drug dealers, blah, 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 and we should do something about immigration. Well, sanctuary cities, and they're invariably run by um, progressive liberal Democrats, have a lower crime rate than cities or counties that are not sanctuary cities or counties. Okay. I'm off my notes again. Uh, Bloat Bag's claims from the get-go. When he came down the escalator have been proven wrong. Everything he said about um, immigrants, especially from Latin America and Mexico, have been proven wrong. Crime statistics indicate that sanctuary cities are um, more crime free than non-sanctuary cities. Uh, new immigrants, whether they're documented or not, they tend to want to keep as low a profile as possible and not break any laws. Okay. All right. I need a sip, and this is grape juice. Ugh. Okay, this is kind of bad news. Now that Queen Elizabeth has passed away, may she rest in peace, her son Charles has uh, ascended the throne as Charles III. He is, for the most part, a good environmentalist, but be warned, he has, uh, for decades, uh, been an uncritical, misguided promoter of unproven and unscientific alternative and complementary medicines. Mm. 
This is according to Paul Benedetti, a recently retired professor of journalism and critical thinking at University of Western Ontario. Uh, Benedetti reviews the recent book, and this is the title of it, Charles, comma, The Alternative Prince, colon, An Unauthorized Biography by Dr. Edzard Ernst. And uh, who is he? Okay, the former chair of the Complementary Medicine Department at the University of Exeter over in England. Ernst and 20 researchers in his department vigorously investigated all aspects of alternative medicine and has published more research papers than any other institution in the world on complementary and alternative medicine, or CAM. From chiropractic to traditional Chinese medicine, study after study demonstrated that CAM failed in terms of uh, both safety and efficacy. A lot of it, meaning the various CAM modalities, were actually kind of dangerous. Charles has championed most of these CAM modalities but has not been able to get any of them into the British National Health System, or the NHS. Okay. Thank goodness the NHS is a science-based medical system. Uh, the UK's, you know, England, the UK's Good Thinking Society's Michael Marshall says, the Good Thinking Society is kind of uh, uh, the British equivalent of the Skeptic Society, although they do have uh, Skeptic Societies over there. This is something separate, but I'm sure that they believe more or less the same things. Uh, where was I? Uh, the UK's Good Thinking Society's Michael Marshall says, We have helped shift the needle on how accepting the British public is of homeopathy. It seems we've won the battle for hearts and minds. Okay, boy, I hope that statement doesn't uh, come back to bite him on the butt, but uh, it... it it's looking up over there. Now, if we can just do the same thing with homeopathy over here in the States. Mm. Okay, and he goes on. This is uh, Michael Marshall. Uh, if Prince Charles wants to have a genuine positive effect on the health of the nation he intends to one day rule, he should side against those who offer dangerously misleading advice rather than fighting in their corner. Now, he wrote this uh, about a month ago. This is before uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away and Charles ascended the throne. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
And okay, now on sort of the same vein, a time check. Okay, yeah, I've been blathering for about a half an hour now. Okay, uh, more from a longtime skeptic, and who I've met this lady um, at uh, two uh, skeptics conferences down in uh, Las Vegas that I attended. Uh, who the last one? This is before the uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, outbreak. I attended the one in 2017 and 2018, and, uh, and I met this lady and had a brief conversation with her. Okay, um, Dr. Harriet Hall, H-A-L-L. She's a physician and writer and blogger of the column Skepdoc. Uh, she's uh, uh, she was an Air Force doctor, a flight surgeon, and then when she got out of the Air Force, she uh, started private practice as, as a uh, pediatrician, and then she uh, began writing this um, column, blog, called Skepdoc, S-K-E-P-D-O-C. Look it up. I mean, it's if you want to know the real deal, from a um, well-trained, experienced physician about complementary and alternative medicines like homeopathy. She talks about that and much, much more. Okay, and this is a quote from her, Dr. Harriet Hall. The perhaps worst thing is that Charles is proud of being called the enemy of the Enlightenment. Now, I don't know who called him that. Uh, it, that's in quotes in her, in her quote. Uh, and she doesn't say who called him that. And I, I have no evidence, and I don't think that she is either, uh, about whether he's actually proud of that or not, but that's what she says in this quote. Uh, uh, going on with Harriet Hall, he is clearly anti-science. He calls for more research into alternative medicine, but he doesn't mean what we mean by research. He doesn't want research to ask if a treatment works or is uh, effective. Um, he wants, quote-unquote, his type of research to demonstrate that it is effective and that it would save money, which it would not, according to um, Dr. Hall. Um, that's what... Um, that one, that's one of the things that's wrong with uh, complementary and alternative medicine, uh, such as homeopathy, homeopathic doctors, naturopathic doctors, chiropractic doctors, um, osteopathic doctors. When their treatments are, quote-unquote, researched, um, all, they're researched by other practitioners of those 
types of medicines, and it's not real research. It's, um, oh, how can I put this? It's, uh, hmm, well, let me just do this. Okay. Um, randomized um, randomized uh, uh, double-blinded studies by an outside study group, medical study group, is just not something that uh, complementary and alternative medical practitioners submit their quote-unquote treatments to. It's just, uh, you know. Okay, enough of that right now. Okay, uh, bad news. Um, Hasidic schools in New York have received more than $1.6 billion in taxpayer funding while systematically denying students uh, a basic education. These um, yeshivas, uh, the, the majority of their school day is taken up with uh, studying the um, Jewish texts. Now, I'm not anti-Jewish any more than I'm anti-any other religion. That is to say, all religions are, well, first of all, uh, misogynistic, and all religions, uh, well, are, are bunk. Okay, I'm an agnostic. Yeah, I would call myself uh, an atheist, um, and just like Ron Reagan says, a lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. Okay, so I'm not anti-Jewish in that I dislike their religion any more than I dislike um, other religions. Um, it's just a matter of degree of the harm that certain religions do to their followers. Okay, now I'm telling you that schools in the Hasidic school system in New York uh, shouldn't be getting money from the government, from the taxpayers, in order, in order to just indoctrinate them into uh, uh, um, the Jewish text. The Hasidic leaders have built scores of private schools to educate children in Jewish law, prayer, and traditions, and to wall them off, them being the students, and to wall the students off from the secular world. Very little English and math is offered, and no science or history. Students are drilled relentlessly, sometimes brutally. Um, 
spanking and other forms of corporal punishment are used in these Hasidic schools, um, sometimes brutally, during hours of religious lessons uh, conducted in Yiddish. Okay. The schools are operating in violation of state laws, New York state laws, that guarantee children an adequate education. Uh, the Hasidic boys' schools have found ways of uh, tapping into government uh, government uh, sums of government money. Uh, my notes are a bit jumbled here. Uh, collecting more than a billion dollars over the last four years. Okay, now is Hasidic are Hasidic schools any worse than schools that are privately run religious schools that are Christian run? Um, it's just a matter of degree. Um, Fundamentalist Christian schools also uh, don't want real science taught in the schools, like evolution, for instance, and they don't want uh, CRT to be taught either. In other words, the real history of uh, the United States. Uh, another sip. Hmm. Okay, so it's just uh, it's just a matter of degree. Um, Hasidic schools in New York should be cut off from taxpayer money. Okay, of course they would never go for that, and um, by and large, the Hasidim—that's the plural, um, meaning the Hasidic people—have uh, been reliable progressive, uh, you know, democratic voters. Uh, and if uh, Governor Kathy Hochul or uh, the mayor of New York City were to cut them off from their monies, uh, they would either not vote or vote for MAGA heads. I mean, the Hasidic realize that... Uh, um, the vast majority of MAGA head Republicans are just um, anti-Jewish bigots. Okay. All right. Enough of that for right now. Uh, good news. The, uh, the cases against many of the 19 victims of uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who is Bloatbag Jr., uh, voter... Okay, let me restart this. The cases against many of the 19 victims of Governor Ron DeSantis's voter fraud Gestapo police are beginning to fall apart. There were no good cases anyway. The former felons uh, did not intend to vote illegally, and the length of jail time for a typical voter fraud case in Florida and, uh, and there are very few, uh, has been a slap on the wrist, a, a fine, or a community service. Now, I'm talking about the 
rare other voter fraud cases in Florida, which were committed by retirees. Okay, last winter, four residents of a uh, MAGA head um, GOP-leaning retirement community, the Villages, were arrested for voting twice. Uh, two of these four had to take a civics class. Oh, my God. That's going to take up time. You know, At least they didn't have to go to jail. The other two cases are pending right now. Um, and I said this on the last show and then the show before that. These uh, DeSantis originally claimed that um, my voter fraud police have arrested 20. Well, it's actually 19. And um, his one of the arrests utilized a SWAT team to go wake this guy up early in the morning and uh, this dangerous voter, hmm. well, he was an ex-felon. So, you know, he believed, according to the Florida State, you know, registrar of voters who sent him a card, a, a re voter registration card, that he could vote. Okay, well, guns drawn, body armor worn. They went to his house, knocked on the door. Come out, come out. We'll shoot if you don't come out with your hands up. We're the voter uh, police. Okay, enough of that. Uh, good news. Okay, PIN America. P-E-N. In is uh, celebrating a hundred years of advocating for the written word and freedom of speech, values that uh, MAGA head Republicans do not share. Witness the continuing efforts by Republicans to ban books from schools and public libraries. Well, I already mentioned a couple of them earlier in the show. Um, PIN, and I think this is an acronym. I'm not sure what P-E-N stands for. No, I don't, but it's a, it's a PIN. It's a writer's group. Okay, PIN coined the term educational gag orders. That's, that's good. Mm. This term, educational gag orders, uh, perfectly describes efforts in red states to diseducate, and that's my term, uh, diseducate school kids to America's actual history and to the very existence of others who identify as gender or sexual nonconforming people to the uh, to mainstream society. Um, Suzanne Nessel, N-E-S-S-E-L, uh, she is PIN's uh, CEO since 2013, warns us about the erosion of free speech 
as a cultural value. Okay, snark alert. Pretty soon, MAGA heads will be calling for fatwas against authors of books about minorities or the LGBTQ communities, uh, such as the attack on Salman Rushdie directed by the Ayatollah Khomeini. Remember him? Um, for his... Um, Salman Rushdie's book, 1989 book, The Satanic Verses. And I've not read that, but the claims are from militant um, Islamic terrorists that it's blasphemous. Blasphemy is a um, term that, uh, if you're accused of it, can get you killed in Arab countries. And, uh, okay, blasphemy here. There is no God. It's doubtful whether there was a real historical character named Jesus. And Christian religion has done more harm uh, to this world than all of the godless dictators that ever existed. Okay, blasphemy, I'm guilty. All right, so if there's any Southern Baptist hitmen out there that have heard this, come get me. You know where I am. Well, actually, they probably don't know where I am, which is just as well. Okay. I'm off my notes again. Uh, uh, snark alert. Okay. Uh, the first meeting of the Pin Club, uh, that was its original name uh, before it changed to Pin America. I'm not sure when that happened. Okay. The first meeting of the Pin Club uh, took place at the Coffee House Club in Manhattan. I'm not sure where that is. Uh, Forty members came, including Willa Cather, Eugene O'Neill, and Robert Frost. The Pin Club held an emergency writers' congress in 1939. Oh. I got to use these sound effects more and more. I've been neglecting to do that. And the, a lot of the things that I've said over the years that I've been doing this required this. Okay. Uh, the Pen Club held an emergency writers Congress in 1939 in, uh, to respond to the rising fascism in Europe. Okay, here's snark alert number two. Maybe Penn should have another emergency writers' congress to respond to rising MAGA fascism here in America. Mm. That's just a heartfelt suggestion to the members of Penn America. All right. Good news, and uh, I'm 
winding down here um, toward the end. Good news. The second Alex Jones trial begins began in Waterbury, Connecticut to make him pay yet again for him spreading lies about the Sandy Hook uh, shooting. Uh, he was dinged for about uh, $47 million um, at the uh, trial down in Texas where he was, you know, found guilty of spreading lies and uh, punitive damages and actual damages to the Sandy Hook families. I think there were two families that brought suit against him in Texas. Well, uh, there's a second trial in Waterbury, Connecticut that's just beginning. And undoubtedly, he will be found guilty again and uh, dinged for some more money. Mm. Uh, okay. And here's the last thing I have in my notes. Uh, this is maybe good news. Lindsey Graham the senator of a uh, Republican senator, MAGA head senator of uh, South Carolina, introduced a bill in Congress, in the Senate, uh, to ban all abortions countrywide, nationwide, after 15 weeks. Uh, it won't pass. And the reason I say that this could be news is that um, Mitch McConnell, uh, when asked about this, uh, said that it is the stance of the Republican Party that um, such decisions, like abortion, uh, should be left to the states. Okay, well, there's a um, divisive split in uh, the Republican Party. Uh, I don't know how many uh, co-sponsors Lindsey Graham has for introducing this bill into the Senate, but um, anything that splits the Republican Party apart and pits MAGA head against MAGA head, I consider that to be good news. All right. That, that's the end of my notes. Okay. Here's a few things that um, that I want to say here. I always do this. I, I never have enough notes to actually fill up 58 minutes, although on occasion I have run over. Uh, but lately, I've been not quite filling up the whole 58 minutes. And I say 58 minutes because that's how much time I actually get from um, uh, KPCALP 103.3 FM. Um, they've got to fit in their, their own announcements. It's a, a public commercial free radio station. Uh, U.S. cases uh, of voter fraud are infinitesimal and I mean all knowledgeable thinking rational people uh, know that there's there was not and is not um, 
a, a big thing about voter fraud in this country. Forget what the orange sociopathic bloat bag says or any of his moghead followers say. There's just not. Okay. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, has encouraged a uh, show-no-mercy approach to voter fraud during his re-election campaign. But many of those cases seem to already be falling apart. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, um, but this goes into a bit more detail than I did. Uh, falling apart. A review by the New York Times of some 400 voting fraud charges filed nationwide since 2007 underscores what critics of fraud crackdowns have long said. Actual prosecutions are blue moon events and often netted people who didn't realize they were breaking the law. Most fraud cases fall into one of four categories. Falsely filling out absentee ballots, usually to vote in the name of a relative. Okay, voting twice, uh, like those uh, retirees down in the villages in Florida. Uh, you Okay, voting twice, usually in uh, two states uh, after they've moved somewhere. Uh, usually uh, uh, votes cast illegally by felons or votes cast by non-citizens. All four categories are quite rare and usually... Uh, these voter fraud cases, as rare as they are, were just committed by mistake or confusion, or in the case of Florida, um, confusion around whether ex-villains can vote or not. And the election officials in Florida themselves sent these uh, ex-felons who had done their time and were released, um, voter registration cards. They were under the impression that they could vote. But Ron DeSantis, the big macho governor, is going to crack down on these criminals. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the number of individuals charged with voting fraud roughly one and a half per state per year is infinitesimal in a country where more than uh, 160 million votes were cast in the 2020 general election. Hmm. So voter fraud, non-existent. The orange sociopathic bloat bag is just... Uh, Beyond being a sore loser, he's just a loser. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, here's a short article about um, Oath Keepers and a membership list. Elected officials and 
police chiefs are on the membership list of the Oath Keepers. The names of hundreds of U.S. law enforcement officers, elected officials, and military members appear on the leaked membership rolls of a far-right extremist group that's accused of playing a key role in the January 6th, 2021, insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, according to a report released Wednesday. The Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism poured over more than 38,000 names uh, on leaked Oath Capers membership lists and identified more than 370 people. It believes currently work in law enforcement agencies, including as police chiefs and sheriffs and more than 100 people who are currently members of the military. That should be a frightening um, fact for all of my thousands and thousands of listeners here. The uh, reports of an impending civil war, um, I doubt if that will actually come to pass, but it's a danger to this country that oath keepers uh, who are members of the military and police and sheriffs, they have the guns and they have the gun nuts uh, in the oath keepers. Okay, enough, 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 enough. I got to play my out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access and remember think critically think logically but live joyously and most importantly pet Pet your your cats cats. Mm. okay it's 50 minutes 58 minutes um and a couple of seconds so i hit it right on the money so Uh, I will do this again next week, and uh, enjoy your upcoming weekend, and uh, we will see you again, uh, you know, in roughly about a week, and listen in on Sunday night if you wish.